Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon, our beautiful Tuesday, and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined, as always, by producers Jihei Wiley and Armani Buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Tuesday? You know what? Clipper win against Golden State. I'm a happy camper. That was such an awesome win, Jihei. I mean, the Clippers... You guys are so resilient. It is so different than watching a Lakers game. It is awesome to see. Yeah. I mean, it, it is really impressive when you think about where both teams are at right now. Again, we, we know that, um, you know, Kawhi and Paul George are not back with the team. I don't know if they're going to be back this season. But to watch this team play, uh, you know, the way that they've been able to come back from, you know, 25 points down multiple times this year. Um, you know, to get a big quality win like that against the Warriors at, I still call it Staples Center, but Crypto.com Arena, that is the kind of performance where I keep saying this, and I I don't know where Kawhi and Paul George are at right now in terms of returning, but the way this team plays together, the way that each guy understands their roles, the way that they find a way to really step up to, to, to the competition, unlike the Lakers, they're a team that in that play-in tournament, and, uh, you know, again, certainly if they get their two stars back, I mean, they're a team that you don't want to see because they're not a normal, you know, late seed. Like a seven or eight seed, um, you know, doesn't have Kawhi, doesn't have Paul George. They're not together. Um, What was the biggest takeaway? Uh, Let's start with you, Buckets. What did you like about – I mean, just the way that this team played – but the way that they closed out the game, what stood out to you about that performance? Number one would be Terrence Mann. I mean, over the last – since Norman Powell got traded to the Clippers, Terrence Mann has kind of turned things around. Now, Norman Powell looked really, really good, and then he gets hurt. So this Clipper team cannot catch a break. But the way that Terrence Mann is playing is kind of how – I think we expected him to play coming into the season. The consistency has been lacking, but last night, 25 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and just taking the assignment of a guy like Stephen Curry and stepping up to the plate. If he can do that, and then you add in Zubats with an eight of 10, 18 and eight, these are the guys that the Clippers, they're not going to be the fanciest of names. They're not going to be household names, but that's what they pride themselves on. And that's what makes the Clippers so unique in the NBA is that that fighting spirit that comes from guys that are not all-star caliber players. But I mean, if Terrence Mann continues this trajectory going forward, he is playing like an all-star level player right now. Yeah. And, and Jihei, you know, we're about 60 games into the season. The Clippers are a 500 team. I mean, right now they are 29 and 30. So a game below 500, you know, but a win like that going into the break again, the all-star break is coming um, this weekend. The last game for uh, teams is generally on Wednesday. Um, your thoughts on this team, you know, going into the break, because if they, again, they will be in that play in tournament, but they're a team that if they get healthy, 
Uh, and I, again, I don't want to compare the the uh, two, but, you know, but I said this about San Francisco when they beat up on the Rams and they had some quality wins. I said, don't let this team get into the playoffs because, I mean, they're a team that you don't want to play. Um, you know, thoughts on that win last night against the Warriors? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Armand said it best. I mean, you have guys stepping up like Terrence Mann who are making a huge impact, making a huge difference. Um, and it just elevates, I think, everybody else's game. And it just makes them want to just play more as a unit and play more as a team and um, kind of just not disappoint everybody else, right? So yeah. I think that, that they're, hopefully they take that mentality going into Phoenix today. Um, and then they take that mentality going um, against the Rockets, which, I mean, that should be a wash um, right uh, after the All-Star break. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, or sorry, not after the All-Star break, after um, uh, after the Suns uh, game. So, I, I yeah, I think that they should just take this mentality of like us against the world. And I think that that's what they've kind of done right now, right? I mean, what, 29 and right, 29 and 30? So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that, yeah, they need to take this us against the world. Like they may not have stars. They may not have like flash, but you know, that doesn't matter. I actually love the fact that there are no stars on this team right now, to be honest with you. I, I like the fact that there's no, like th nobody, you know, that's making an exorbitant amount of money, maybe with the exception of uh, like one or two players, but uh I, I like I like it. I like the fact that you know they're all kind of on the same level and they're all just playing as one. Yeah, I mean this this reminds you of your old school Clipper days, uh, G. Yeah. Before they had uh, stars, uh, but you know what what I know Clipper fans like about that it's that blue collar mentality, that lunch pail, you know, uh, mindset of like just do your job. And at the end of the day, I think Ty Lue is the perfect coach for this team. He's 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 a fantastic coach, regardless. I mean, he he was he never got enough credit for the job he did with Cleveland. Again, I will always say down three one of that series to the seventy two win Warriors. You know for uh, him, um, you know, and again, the way that he gets that locker room to believe in themselves, believe in the system, when times are tough, they find a way to win, you know, and I go to a year ago you know, with the Clippers math series, you know, they, they lose the first two games at home. They're down 20 points in game three. I mean, that that series was really close to being a sweep. They come back, they win game three, and they go on to win the series. So, you know, just a tremendous job by, by Ty Lue. Again, he won't be in the conversation for coach of the year just because the Clippers are below 500 right now. I do remember when Doc, Doc Rivers won coach of the year in Orlando. I think the Magic were projected to, to be one of the worst teams, and they were like a game below 500, and he won coach of the year just because of the job he did. Uh, Ty's not going to get credit for the job that he's doing because – on paper, he's supposed to have this this great team, but the fact of the matter is Kawhi has been out for the entire year. Paul George has been out for the majority of the year. Uh, you know, for for Ty to have this team in, in in the position that that they do is a testament to him. Uh, do want to get into the parade, the parade for the Rams. The parade is tomorrow. Um, we will be on the air when the, when the parade happens. It has got to be the shortest route I have ever heard for a parade. I heard. This was the route uh, soon after the Super Bowl, and I thought it was a mistake, or I thought someone misspoke just because it didn't make sense. Uh, they're going from the Shrine, and I, I, I'm assuming they're going to take Figueroa down to the Coliseum. I mean, that is, if you put it on MapQuest or whatever, that's like a half a mile. It's not even a full mile. So, um, yeah, they're going to board the buses from the Shrine and uh, make that right turn on uh, Figueroa, 
go down to the Coliseum. The Coliseum right now is all dirt. The field is all dirt because they had a big NASCAR race there. So the rally will be outside of the peristyle uh, side of the Coliseum, the one with the uh, big torch. So we'll see who uh, – I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be a good turnout, but I, I, I just um, – I'm a little, it's, it's just a really short route. Here. I mean, is this due to the fact that maybe they're COVID scared? It could be, you know, because here's the thing with the parade, the city is involved. The city has to foot the bill of a portion of it in the sense that, you know, they need police out there. They need guardrails, things like that. So, you know, um, have not heard from the mayor and other politicians, but, you know, generally speaking, these parades are kind of like a 50-50 where, you know, the team pays for a part of it, you know, the city chip, chips in as well. So don't know how that breakdown goes. I'm assuming the fact that we're still in COVID is, is a part of maybe why it's such a short route. I mean, because if you remember, years gone by, they would board the buses either at Staples Center or City Hall, and then, you know, I'm not saying that they're, they're going to go far, but it, it was certainly more than a mile. I mean, when the Lakers won in 2009, you know, their most famous parade, you know, boarding the buses at Staples Center, driving to Coliseum for a big rally there where like almost like 100,000 people showed up. This will be different. Again, half a mile or so from the shrine to the Coliseum and a rally outside of the Coliseum. So how many people can you get to fit outside of the Coliseum? So they're, they're not going to be sitting down. They're going to be standing up. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Again, this is something that we talked about, GK, when we first started to do the show. And by the way, three of the teams in Los Angeles have won since we, since we started doing this show October of uh, 2020, so I do want to give us some credit for that. But no, uh, <laughs> you know they could they couldn't have a parade back when the Dodgers and the and the Lakers won in 2020, and so the city and the team always said when it's safe to do so, we will have one. And now you know we're we're almost two years past the point. I bring this up really only because LeBron mentioned it, so it's not just my thoughts. But LeBron said, "Hey, let's do a joint parade." You know, you know, the Dodgers, the Lakers, and the Rams. And here's what it would look like, in my view. You know, because all these guys are spread out. Uh, you know, the Lakers would have four guys at the parade. For example, you'd have LeBron, you'd have Anthony Davis, you'd have Dwight Howard, you'd have Taylor Horton Tucker. For the Dodgers, I'm assuming you would have, of course, Clayton Kershaw, Mookie Betts. Uh, Cody Bellinger, Julio Ur Julio Urias closed out the World Series, so I would imagine you would have him there. Four guys from both of those teams. Hopefully, hopefully they would bring the trophy as well. That, to my view, is more of a cameo appearance, and I think that would be really cool. And I think it would. I think it would help the Rams. By the way, I think they are still in a position where getting that rub, getting that like. We're a part of the Lakers and the Dodgers. Like, you know, when you view the Lakers, the Dodgers, Rams, like that, that makes sense. Um, I'll just start with you, G. I mean, I, there's some pushback from Rams fans. The Rams uh, team has not had a public statement on this. Uh, the parade, like as far as we know right now, is just a Rams parade. The Lakers and Dodgers are not involved. But I, I mean, if you're if you're gonna have four players from the Lakers and bring the trophy and four players from the Dodgers and bring the trophy, like make them a small part of it. Like I, I, I think that that would be cool. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not about sharing. So, <laughs> so I get why they haven't really made anything happen because think about it, this is only their second win, right? This is only their second 
Super Bowl. So yeah. maybe they just don't want to share it, which you can't really blame them. You know, I mean, I don't know if the shoe were on. How about this? If the shoe, I'm going to play devil's advocate. If the shoe were on the other foot and the Lakers had to share a, a, um, a, a parade route with these guys, would they do it? I would say not, but I will say this. I do think the Rams are still in a unique position, having been back in Los Angeles for only six years, where I think any way you can align yourself and attach yourself with the Lakers and the Dodgers helps the Rams. And again, this is not a full joint parade. You know, I I don't want to get it twisted. Like you won't have any Lakers logos or Dodgers logos or uh, the entire teams. Um, Again, you're going to have all the Rams there, the coaches, their families, executives, all that. It'll be a Rams centric parade. You're uh, again, essentially just having four players from the Lakers join in and four players from the Dodgers join in. I think it'd be cool if each guy brought the uh, trophy the unique thing for baseball of course there is a lockout so the dodgers could not be officially involved in this this would be the players doing their own thing i think a third party maybe the rams would kind of borrow the trophy for a day and again the, these players earn the right to uh, spend a day with that trophy again so um i see what you're saying i do agree with you i don't think the lakers or the dodgers would share a parade I do think this is a unique situation where, again, 2020, we could not have a parade. We were at the height of the pandemic. I also think like Wednesday kind of feels like the off-ramp of the pandemic where the state of California is lifting the mask mandate. Again, I not in Los Angeles, but you know, I'm at the Super Bowl and no one's wearing a mask. And you have these politicians there and they're not wearing a mask. So like I, I think... Uh, you know, the, the feeling is this is a celebration of not only the Rams, but like, you know, a crazy perhaps conclusion to the past two years. Um, so, Buckets, if you're the Rams, would you do this? Would you share your parade? No, I, I don't think that it's fair to them to share it. I, I also think it's extremely unfair, obviously, what happened to the Lakers and the Dodgers, you know, not having a parade. But with LeBron's tweet, the fascinating thing about LeBron is I'm not opposed to the line of thinking that, yeah, we get a parade. But Laker fans, and he should know this by now, they one is not enough for them. They <laughs> want another one. And the thing is, at the current moment, you are five games under 500. How do you think it's going to be presented to the fans? Now, listen, I, there was there was tweets going viral about him being at the Super Bowl having a good time. Because they're five games under 500, that doesn't mean LeBron should be miserable. But it also isn't the best look when you're under 500 and you want to go celebrate a championship from not only not last season, but the season prior to that. That is not the best look. And the thing is, Laker fans have been struggling this season with loving this team. And then you want to go celebrate a championship from two years ago. Yeah. It's not only unfair to the Rams and to their moment, but it's just, I don't think Laker fans would receive that well at all. Yeah. I, I, I think the thought process is if you're a Los Angeles sports fan, you would enjoy the moment. I think fans obviously want to celebrate the Rams, celebrate that moment. Um, if you're a Dodgers fan, it's not as crazy because, again, you know, they're one year removed. And last year they were, you know, on the doorstep of going back to the World Series. Did not happen. But I agree. You know, with the Lakers being a below 500 team, the way that they're playing, um, it, it, I don't think fans are in the mood to celebrate that championship from 2020. I still think. 
Um, it would be a cool moment, but you know, the more I think about it and talking to you guys, it's like, yeah, like these fans have moved on from that. Right, Jihan? Yeah, no, I definitely think that Laker fans have moved on from the Lakers winning another title. Like it was two seasons ago, guys. Like, let's move forward. Yeah. But that being said, if we did have to have or if if this was something that is eventually going to happen, I think they should split it. Right? Because if you think about where every franchise is, they're not all in the same spot. Um, Lakers are at crypto, uh, Rams are in Inglewood, and uh, Dodgers are in Chavez Ravine. Why not split it like that where you have the Rams? Like, I don't know if this is a great idea or not. Maybe I'm just spitting nonsense, but like, you know, you have the, 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 uh, the Dodgers take over from Chavez Ravine area. The Lakers will take over on their bus route. Um, oh, to, you know what I mean? To, um, throughout yeah. crypto and downtown LA. And then uh, throughout Inglewood, that's where the Rams would take over. And then all of them can kind of have a parade. If you really wanted to be like an, everybody gets a trophy kind of a person, then th- this, that would be my solution, my personal solution um, for them all to celebrate it. But I agree. I'm going with my initial gut and saying, no, let the Rams have their day. Let the Rams have their yeah. parade. Uh, they earned it. They earned it this year. Uh, and you know what? Lakers, Dodgers, no offense to the Dodgers because the Dodgers have been in contention for like the past decade to get a World Series. So they, they should be – they 100% should be celebrated. And it's sad that you know they can't be. But r- the, let the Rams have their day in the sun. You know, let the Rams have their – they earned it. They worked so hard to get here and to be here. Um Especially since majority of that team, uh, and I'm just saying Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup have been there from get-go. So they deserve their day in the sun. They deserve their 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 one shining moment, as uh, they say in March Madness. So, um, yeah, I, I'm okay with just the Rams having a, a not sharing their uh, their day. I'm curious what you guys think in this present moment right now going forward. Who do you guys think is the most likely LA team to next win a championship? That's a good question. I'm I'm not going to go with the Lakers, unfortunately, just because of where they are right now. I, I, they're not in a position to really improve the team. They're stuck with Westbrook. I don't want to say they're stuck with LeBron because I mean LeBron's still playing well. The, the, this core group, unless they do something crazy, is probably going to be back, and they're not really good. The Dodgers, if there is a season this year, and there will be, from what I'm told, it'll probably be a slight delay. But the Dodgers will always be in contention because of what they pay to put that team together. The Rams will be in condition. The interesting thing about the Rams that I want to touch on before for the break, and I'll let Jihei respond to your question, is that there's still a lot of like a question mark about the future of the team. And I never thought going into this offseason, um, is Sean McVay going to come back? Youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. Is Aaron Donald going to come back? I mean, these are big things. But yeah, Jihei, from from the three teams that we're talking about, who is the most likely to win? I mean that that's a really really tough question. I think if anybody, it the for, the management for uh, the Dodgers, they're phenomenal. So they yeah. find ways to adjust. They find ways to always be in contention. So if I'm going to pick anybody, it's going to be the Dodgers, um, just because they they can adjust better than any franchise in LA at this current moment in time. Uh, that being said, the Rams have a lot of question marks. You're right, Arash. They have, you know, yeah. is Aaron, Aaron Donald going to stay? Um, you know, what's going to happen to that defense? Are they going to decimate it? Are they going to like renew certain contracts? Are they not going to renew other ones? Um, who's in free agency? Who's it? Who's not? Um, what about 
your offense, right? We only have OBJ's gone. Like, let's get real. He's gone because well, of I, well, well, but he he got hurt. So yeah. again, he tore his ACL. Yeah. The only I don't want to say this is good. I mean, if he's smart, I think he'll re up with the Rams for one year rehab. Hopefully, he'll come back, stay healthy, and then test the free agent waters. I don't think anyone's going to give him a big contract. And again, the Rams have a track record of healing guys. Cooper Cup tore his ACL. Robert Woods tore his ACL. I think OBJ will, in my view, likely um, you know, come back for a season. Hopefully, he'll be in position to come back at some point during the season. Uh, quick wild card, though, GA. I mean, if if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, I think the Clippers, again, they weren't a part of the uh, question. But I think the, the, the most likely Los Angeles team, as crazy as it may sound, to win a championship – Next could be the Clippers. I'll still say this. If the Clippers were healthy last year with Kawhi, I think they beat Milwaukee in the finals. We'll see you know when when Kawhi and Paul George come come back. But man, that that that's a team nobody wants to um play. Uh Jihei, uh, we're gonna leave it there for now. We are gonna play some of the interviews we did on Super Bowl Radio Row, Michael Buffer, Edward James Olmos. Some really great conversations when we come back right here on the mightier 1090 uh, ESPN Radio in the fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now a word from our newest sponsor, NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Do it now. And now, let's go back to the show. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Again, Jihei and I were on Super Bowl Radio Row last week. It was amazing. I mean, every uh, two seconds you turn around, there's another celebrity, there's another fighter, there's another uh, player. There's, I mean, they're promoting things. They're sitting down talking to you about what they are, are doing. So it was a thrill to be there. So many interviews that we didn't have an, enough time to play them for you last week. So we're going to play some for you uh, now and during the course of this week. Michael Buffer, renowned ring announcer. He was on the field uh, for the Rams postseason run at SoFi Stadium. And that were James Almost and Emilio Rivera, um, two of the most uh, f- famous actors in their field, you know, talking about a new show that they're working on. So um, without further ado, uh, you're going to uh, start uh, by, by playing for you our conversation with Michael Buffer. Again, known for boxing, let's get ready to rumble. But he was on the field for the Rams before their postseason run. So let's now hear from Michael Buffer. Here now with Michael B- Buffer, the voice, the man himself. It is so, well, listen, when I hear your voice, I know it's a big fight. Now I know it's a big game. Michael, what has it been like after, like before like each Rams game, we hear your voice. That means we are in store for a really big game. <laughs> it's really exciting. You know, through the years, I've done uh, a dozen 
different uh, NFL teams. Yeah. And uh, I did the Rams a couple times when they were in St. Louis and went okay. to the Super Bowl with Dick Vermeil. And, uh, you know, we uh, con they contacted me and said, do you have a blue suit? <laughs> but it's uh, that SoFi Stadium. You've been there. Man, it is just the, it's the best facility. And, I, and I've worked, uh, you know, Dallas quite a few times, too, and with fights, with football games, with uh, Bronco bull riding. And right. uh, it's a fantastic place. And I thought nothing will ever top it. But I, I would say L.A. has the edge. But, you know, it's a 20-year difference, so it's quite a stadium. Exactly. Do you have to prepare uh, many differently? I mean, there's so much you have to read before a big fight. All yeah. these sponsors, <laughs> you know, the King of Beers, <laughs> things like that. How is the preparation different for a Rams game as opposed to a big fight? <laughs> it's really simple <laughs> because we're slaves to TV, okay? Now, it's uh, the the home opener, I had 30 seconds. You know, set it all up. I could say, Rams fans, are you ready? And get yeah. a response and all that. And then when we did a, a Monday night game and then uh, the two playoff games, it was, uh, can you do it in 15 seconds? And I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll just trim it here and there. And still have the same way. And, and then we become sort of like slaves to the uh, TV network. Yeah, they always like like to go to their two sideline uh, people, one sure. on each team. And uh, well, the so and so is injured, but we got to say and if they run a little long, that sort of cuts into that 15 seconds that I've got. And I think you might have seen it where, uh, while I'm saying rumble, the ball's actually flying through the air. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, it's still exciting. You know, I love it. It, it. It's great to be there. You are so synonymous with the fight game, and but once the fight starts. You're there at ringside, obviously, if it goes to a decision. Do you get to um, become friends or get to know all the great fighters? I mean, again, you are synonymous. We think of the official, we think of the two fighters, and we really think of you. Do you get a chance to get to know them? Yeah, you know, through the years, like, I think like most passionate fans that have favorites, you hate all the opponents. Just like, if, you know, if you have a favorite football team, you hate everybody in their division, that type of thing. <laughs> But through the years, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I just loved Floyd Patterson, so I hated Ingemar Johansson. You know, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson was God to me, so everyone he fought, I, I wished them bad things. Yeah. But as an Eagles fan, coming from Philadelphia originally, and been here 25 years now, but uh, I always, you know, hated Dallas and hated the Giants. But through the years, I've been to Green Bay, I've been to Dallas, I, I've been to, like, 10, 11, 12 different teams doing games, getting to know guys. And the same thing in boxing. You learn to love them all. And um, as an Ali fan, George Foreman back in the 70s was the enemy before I got in the business. And George and I practically chat almost every week now. And, and Smoke and Joe, same thing. And we became friends. And I was just crushed when he passed. And, uh, you know, you get to know these guys. Uh, Bernard Hopkins and I are good pals. And, just a lot of guys, you know, Oscar, and uh, it's great to be a part of, of their world and to know what they're really like. And, and you know, you're involved in sports, yeah. and you've met a lot of these guys, and they're pussycats. They're great guys, right? It's, it's amazing how what gentlemen a lot of them are, and uh, especially in boxing, you know, you, you'll see them throwing wolf tickets at press conferences. You don't realize they're, they're once they become established and, and know the know the business and and they respect each other because they know what they go through and uh, it's just 
great to be around them. You know, I think we knew how important the fans were. And again, you rile up the fans, like, let's get ready to rumble. The pandemic was a really weird time because, like, the media, like, I got to cover last season. There was, like, no fans towards the end, small fans. I think even the uh, players, the fighters got to appreciate because it's not the same. What was that time period like for you? Did you get, did you have to work any f fights where, again, you're just looking at a camera. There's no one out there. The only, uh, you know, I really, uh, and even now, I, I'm very, very picky and choosy about what I do. I'm, if I have to fly somewhere, it has to be nonstop in a plane where I'm sitting in one seat and not next to a stranger who's going to drop his mask and, and have a, you know, have a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> so um, the only thing I did in that first year of COVID was um, because the protocols were tight, no audience, was when uh, Tyson and Mike Tyson and uh, Roy Jones had that exhibition at, at what used to be called Stable Center. That's right. <laughs> and uh, uh, everything was literally roped off, blocked off. Yeah. Nobody shared dressing rooms. We all had to be tested before we even could come in the building. And, uh, and it was a PCR test, a real test. And uh, so I, I stuck to the same protocols. You know, if I go somewhere, the hotel has to be, uh, you know, follow protocols. And uh, it's got to be safe. I've actually... Uh, had COVID twice. Wow. Uh, last time was a week ago, and you know, no uh, asymptomatic. I only got tested just because we we're going to go visit a new baby in the family, and uh, luckily, you know that that's how things happen. You, you just don't even know when you have it. Uh, and I'm clear. I'm good. And boosted and shut vaxxed And I wish everybody would do it and, and help us all be safe. Ask you questions for you. Your thoughts on the fight game right now, where someone like a Jake Paul again? I think if it brings you young eyeballs, yes. if the young fans, your thoughts because there's fight purists out there who are like, you know, they they didn't work their way up. Your your thoughts on where we're at now, where someone will come out of retirement, maybe who hasn't fought in ten years, or Jake Paul? Do you like this? Are you okay with this? I I'm okay with it, and I like it because you you. You were exactly right. You hit it right. It's a, it brings new eyes yeah. to the sport. Um, many years ago, almost all home games in the NFL were blacked out. Yeah. And I never understood that because you want you want a 12 year old to see their their team. Yeah. You know, uh, in in their home games, you want to feel that excitement and that energy. You want to bring those eyeballs into the you know and develop new fans. That's what Jake Paul has done. Um, whether he's like championship material or not, at this point, it doesn't make any difference. He's dedicated, he's focused, and he does train. He really does train, and he's a good athlete. And his brother, uh, Logan, same thing. They're hardworking athletes. But uh, as a, I'm still a purist, and I, you know, I don't think he deserves a title shot, but it sure as heck is fun to watch, and I love playing to an audience. That's, that's I mean, my whole trademark is all about getting the crowd uh, on their feet and that's what you want to see so you know we're starting to see uh things getting better health-wise that we can have the crowds at the big fights and and so uh, i've you know been working a few i'll be in england next week and um it's still a great game i love it <laughs> We began this conversation, right? But what do you think when people see you in the building? They know it's a big sporting event, and and, and when when did that happen for you? Because now again, transition to football, boxing. There really is a feeling when Michael Buffer and it's like let's get ready to rumble. 
that I'm in the right place at the right time. Why, by the way, I'm so glad that you're at this table with me. This is a this is a hot table to be at right now. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, you know, it's through the years. I've done the Indy 500, NASCAR events, the World Series, NBA Finals, where I just basically come out and set the crowd up. Because as a kid, I just loved to watch at the All-Star game, the players introduced and line up on the first baseline and the third baseline and, and the way the crowd reacted. I just, you know, Let's Get Ready to Rumble came about because after introducing all those uh, boxing commissioners that nobody cares about and killing the house. I wanted to bring the energy back to the stars of the show. And uh, so it's it's exciting for me, like even walking around here with a mask on to have somebody say, hey, let's, let's get ready to rumble guy. Like I'm wearing glasses and a mask on, and uh, like, yeah. oh, I know your hair. Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, but it's it's exciting for me to be to be recognized uh, as, as part of the sport. But uh, I'm just a small part of it. The, the stars of the show are the athletes. I love it. And uh, my last question, where are you going to go next? Again, as I just mentioned, if you're in the building, it's a big event. What's next for you? Uh, next week, uh, I'm in Manchester, England for Kell Brook and Amir Khan, a fight that we should have seen five years ago. But, you know, like, like Mayweather and Pacquiao, it's a little late, but it'll be a good one. And uh, we'll, I got a few events coming up that uh, would be great. But, you know, I'm here for... Uh, Triller, okay. and we have an event that a triad combat where they where we have professional boxers fighting MMA stars, but not where it's boxing and, and so it's a disadvantage for the uh, MMA guy or the other way around. Smaller gloves, fingers uh, behind the gloves. They're allowed to, to grab the shoulders and arms and maneuver. There's no kicking or or uh, you know uh, that sort of thing. But it, it's it's a chance to sort of balance the field, and it's in a triangle ring. It's called triad. So you don't want to get in the corner because it's a sharper corner. It makes the guys come out to the middle of the ring. The action is great. And uh, we just had an event that we postponed because of, of COVID protocols in Houston. It's going to be scheduled again, and I advise everyone to, to, to look for it. Uh, Triller and uh, Triad Combat. Got some good stuff coming up. It's uh, usually available on Fight TV, another uh, streaming service. And it's going to be great. We've got our round card girl, Jen, here with us. I, yeah, you're going to have to take a picture with her later. I would definitely have All to. Right. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Good to be here. You take care. All right. We are back here, and I am very thrilled about this because we are uh, joined by um, you know two men that I really wanted to talk to. When I saw you guys walking around, I was like, i got to get you on. Mr. Edward James Olmos, first of all, because of, you know, East Los Angeles and what a weekend this is for Los Angeles. And uh, Emilio Rivera as well. Um First of all, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, so Edward James Olmos, I got to ask you about what Los Angeles, what this week means for Los Angeles. We got the Rams back in the Super Bowl. Our Los Angeles Rams are playing in this game. I mean, it's been a, uh, an extraordinary uh, change of events here, man. I mean, the Rams have really pushed it over the top. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers have done it for us. The Dodgers have done it for us. And then on Sunday, the Rams are going to do it for us. Yeah. They're going to win it. What an amazing also like couple of years it's been. You know, I mean, 2020, we'll, we'll remember it for the pandemic, but the Lakers won the championship, the Dodgers won the championship, uh, but we didn't get a parade, obviously. But now things are beginning to come back to normal, and I think if the Rams win on Sunday, they what, have a, what a parade, what that would mean for Los Angeles. It. They need it. Yeah, yeah you know, um, 
And, you know, and what sucks about that is that when we won the World Series, they were saying they could only win when there's only half a season. Bullshit, bro, because it was half a season for everybody. Exactly. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, everybody played the 64 games. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah. So I think, I think we should, um, when we finally do have a parade, I think they should all line them all up, all the teams. Oh, that's great. That'd be badass, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, we earned it. Exactly. This is just seal it. No doubt about you know it. You guys are here prom promoting, and I just love all the work that you guys do. Um, Mayans MC, uh, Tuesday, April 19th, 10 p.m. Eastern Pacific on FX, streaming on Hulu. Talk about this, because, I mean, again, you're when people see, especially Edward James Olmos, I mean, grew up with this man. So let's talk about this show, please. Man, please understand one thing. It is really dark. I do not advise this movie to be seen by anybody that did not like Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Anybody like Sons of Anarchy, you'll get your mind blown. If you haven't seen already, you probably already tuned into it. Yeah. Because of curiosity. But basically, this movie is, uh, Emilio says it best. It's, showing, it's shining a light on darkness. And uh, it's very, very intense. Very real. And, you know, and, and, you know just to uh, know that I'm working with Eddie almost for the past four years now. Wow. That's a treat in itself. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, I, I, that's an understatement. Sure. I can't, I'm just saying what I feel for the man. Yeah. And to be here with him, you know, and then doing this, doing the press for our show, going to the Super Bowl with Eddie. That's it's like, awesome. a, it's like a, you know, it, that just didn't really happen, bro. Something you admire since you were a teenager. Yes. You dig what I'm saying? So here I am now. Look what we're doing, having a ball. Right, Cardinal? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big time. So one of, oh, no doubt about it. One of my favorite years growing up in Los Angeles, 1988, the Lakers won the championship. The Dodgers won the World Series. And one of my favorite movies, Stand and Deliver, was released. I mean, when you think about all the great films that you have done, I mean, there, there was something about that film that really connected people. Um, you've done so many great films. Talk about why maybe that film touches so many people still. More than any film I've ever done, that's the most viewed film of any film that's ever been made in the United States, wow. period. More Incredible. than Jaws, more than Gone with the Wind, more than, you know, Raiders and Star Wars, all of them. Um, the main issue why is because teachers use it every year in their classrooms mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it's a now stable force of the educational system in this country. People use it to motivate the students and, and to really inspire the teacher. And, you know, so it's uh, been a movie that for the last 34 years has made its uh, trek to become uh, a piece of work that motivates and, and, and helps, uh, you know, give ganas, desire to uh, the entire, everyone that watches it. When people ask me how can the Rams be embraced by Los Angeles, I say first they have to win. And I think this is a big step towards that if they win on Sunday. But when the Latino community embraces you, like they did the Dodgers and the Lakers over time, you really become a part of the community. How important is it? And the Rams, I think, have done a good job. Once they got here six years ago, they really tried to embrace what it means. How important is that when you're trying to win over Los Angeles, embracing the Latino community. It shouldn't community. be that way. Okay, yeah. The team shouldn't have to embrace LA. Look where you live at, brother. If you ask your city, you embrace who comes to your city. You dig what I'm saying? Give Interesting. Them Give them a hug. No, no, no. You ha no. no, but yeah, a, a little, but a lot of people have it. Yeah, they oh, stuck. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah, we saw that with the 49ers game and other, yeah. Believe me, I have a major friends every day. My own nephew. There you go. Okay. My own nephew's talking. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's good. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, my own nephew's talking, you know, you know it's, of course it's all in fun. Yeah. But they try to make some points and I just knock those points out the window. Exactly. You dig know what I'm saying? So embrace your city, man. That is such a great point because I think it's important for the teams in this town 
that's a part of your community, right? And, and, and when things happen in our town, um, who's there? And so you may be a Raiders fan, but they're from Oakland. They played in Oakland. Now they're in Vegas. They haven't been here since 94. You know, the Rams are a part of the community here. And the, th and the thing is this, in my life growing up, it's not my DNA to chase anybody. You dig? So yeah. you want to kick rocks? Go ahead, kick rocks. I'm not chasing you. You want to come back? Depending on how we left, I might take you back with open arms. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't chase nobody, bro. You want to come to me? Let's hug it out. Rams are back. Here we go. When pro football left Los Angeles, did you continue to follow the Raiders or the Rams? What, where, where did you? No, like I mean, I, I, I appreciate the sport, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I embraced the Raiders. You yeah. know, I, I didn't follow the Rams. Yeah, I let them go into their next understanding, and they did, and they were great. They were really good, and uh, but uh, look you at what I'm wearing. Them now. I'm yeah. wearing. Yeah, I'm wearing Warner's. But I Jersey. think this is this is important to kind of like em, em, embrace what's in your community, embrace right, what's in your town. Yeah. For final point, also, you know, these next few years as sports fans in Los Angeles, we got the Super Bowl here, we got the World Cup coming back in uh, 2026, we got the Summer Olympics coming here in 2028. Uh, you know, this is how you know we remember things back in the old days. I mean, this is great to have all these big events because sports can really bring a community together. It does. Yeah, it does. I'm not a big. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a big soccer fan. I've only start doing soccer when LAFC got here because I've been invited and, and it's that's a fun it's, yeah you know, it's fun brother it's, I never really <laughs> great it's just, yeah. like, oh man let's talk about no it, be fit yeah awesome well thank you guys so much for joining us we will be watching the show thank you so much we appreciate it thank you thank you thank, thank you. you so thank much you for so having much. us I'm going to eat your sandwich. Yay, please enjoy it. <laughs> All right, that was our conversations with Michael Buffer, with Edward James Olmos and Emilio Rivera. Um, that took place last week on Super Bowl Radio Row. Uh, just a thrilling uh, week for us, getting to you know talk to so many people. Uh, we are going to play for you some more conversations that we had last week on Radio Row this week. Um, again, way too many to kind of fit into the show's a week ago, but just, um, you know, still running off that high from uh, just an amazing week in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. I think Los Angeles did a fantastic job. It will conclude tomorrow with the Super Bowl parade. The uh, Rams will have a parade again beginning at the Shrine Auditorium, wrapping up at the Coliseum with a rally free for the fans out there um, in front of the Peristyle. Uh, of the Coliseum, again, where you can see the torch. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on a blind to a broken man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.